Yo, 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 we are back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And we are here at the mansion. And uh, Big Ugly, I'm going to be a little bit uh, coming back and forth with you. I'm going to be a little bit honest with you. I had some issues, as you know. We're going to talk about this. Uh, yeah, um, definitely. Uh, I was supposed to be here, man. And, uh, you know, the truth is, is uh, I was a little shook, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm glad to yeah, still see, yeah. be sitting here with you. I'm glad you're sitting here with me. Uh, all right, let me give you a little bit of backstory here, folks. Um, last time we had the all-nighter party fighter, JT Moore, on the podcast. Great podcast. Great guy. Um, and during that podcast, we had actually talked about having another special guest on the podcast. Somebody who's been beating down the door, social media, as you know, somebody who wants to get on the podcast real, real bad, and we're talking about the Prince of Pop style, TJ Sykes, not our favorite person in the world. So, uh, you know, we made a plan. We reached out to TJ. He never answered us. We reached out and said, hey, we're, we're going to do the podcast on this day at this time. You can come in. You know, we're going to sit you down. You can talk about whatever you want. Within reason. This is the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, but, you know, within reason. Um, so we had that all planned out, Big Ugly. We had a plan. And uh, shortly after our podcast with JT Moore, uh, I got basically a knock on the door at the mansion, on the, at the outside gates, because, you know, the security here at the mansion, you know, we have a lot of security. And it was him. So he's showing up on his own. DJ Sykes showing up at the mansion on his own. You were nowhere to be found. You know, this was a, a, di- a different day for you to do some different things with uh, your family and your friends and things like that. Um, you were nowhere to be seen, and I think he planned it that way. Probably so. Um, you know, I, I don't think he wanted to be here with both of us because he knows that, you know, we got each other's back. Yes. But the good thing is there was security here for you. There, there was security, and, and they didn't even let him in the building until I said, hey, you know, come on in. And the security actually called upon other security, so there was eyes and ears and bodies all over the place here at the mansion. Now, did he try to get in here with other supremacy members? You know, I, that was my first thought, because they usually like to just ambush everybody with a lot of people. Um, from what I saw or heard, it was just him. All right. Now, would, maybe there's a reason behind it, maybe there wasn't. Uh, I think supremacy is still sort of imploding from the inside. So. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah, we will talk about that. Um, you listen to the now the interview is in, in the can. We're going to put this interview on in just a couple of minutes. The interview that I had with T.J. Sykes, uh, basically uh, a surprise interview. I was not prepared at this time to give an interview or to take an interview. I was definitely not prepared for T.J. But you listened to it. You listened to the conversation I had with T.J. What did you think about that, Big Ugly? Um, I thought it was, you know, it was great conversation on your point. Uh, uh, you conducted the interview well is what I'm trying to say. Um, I think we got some key things out of there. I'm interested after we play the interview for the fans here to ask you some follow-up questions about what you think. But the interview is good. Um, we're excited to go ahead and let you guys listen. I'm going to just say this. This guy's unhinged. Yeah, there's something wrong with uh, TJ. He used to be, like I said, great guy, great stand-up guy, great individual, in and out of the ring, behind the scenes, everything like that. And this guy, I, I was talking to a different man. You know what I mean? I was talking to He's a different He's not that same guy that was our early guest on the podcast. Not at all. Not at all. But he did say that uh, – he does listen to the podcast. You know, he, he may not have admitted that. He, I think he, say, like, he says he listens. He knows because, you know, he's trying to gather information for whatever he and Supremacy are trying to do. But uh, since, since this interview has taken place and things were, that I was unaware of, 
Um, if you go to EWA Pro Wrestling on Facebook, you go to EWA Maryland on Instagram, you go uh, EWA Maryland on Twitter, EWAMaryland.com, um, you're going to see a couple of different things that TJ and Supremacy were doing. And again, I don't know how much you're following up on this big ugly, but we had our last guest you know, a while back, the all-nighter party fighter, JT 42 Moore. 42 nights of partying, yeah. man. 42 nights of partying. It may have been one night too many because apparently he got kidnapped by... TJ Sykes, and Violet, the social media ambassador. I've seen the video footage, man. It's going um, all around, man. It's, it's, gone, uh, it's almost gone viral here. It's crazy. Uh, that's just, again, doing something that's going beyond the realm of professional wrestling. And I hope JT has been found. I hope he is okay wherever he is at at this point in time. Um, have not heard from him since. Uh, but I mean, reaching out, you know, is a great podcast, great podcast interview. Uh, so I hope everything's okay with uh JT. JT was trying to be influenced in a really, really bad way to give some information to TJ. TJ got the information that he wanted. Uh, I had to present this uh, to Desert Storm himself, and we're, you know what, I can't really go into all that. That's not, that's not my business at this point in time. What is my business, and you will see uh, towards the end of this podcast, you will know what my business and what my role in this is now. I just, this is going way too far. Have you ever seen anything like this in the world of professional wrestling? I've never seen, I, I can tell you I've never seen anything, and there's been a lot of different phases in professional wrestling. Never have I seen anything like this. A man, an announcer that's not even wrestling, has a knife put to his throat. A, a man that's in a wheelchair gets put in the ring and then kicked out of his wheelchair. Yep. Now, another wrestler has been kidnapped. Yep. Could be being tortured, nobody's heard from him. Right. I've never seen this kind of stuff, man. This is getting it's getting it's going too far, man. Somebody's gotta put it in a supremacy, man. It's gotta happen. And that's that's where the key point is here. Desert Storm is one of the guys that's gonna try to put an end to this whole thing. Um, I hope that uh, when Rage in the Cage comes around Saturday, January twenty first, twenty seventeen, Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland, every single match in a steel cage. This should be the end-all, be-all. This is what I want to see. I want to see supremacy imploding from the inside. I want to see supremacy being taken down, and we're going to put up our best to try to do that and try to take that down. So uh, I think we've talked this up enough. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to play this interview for you, and then we're going to come back and sort of wrap up what we've heard in the interview. And um, then after that, we're going to take a, another small break, and then we're going to come back and just kind of wrap up 2016 for Dirty Ugly Wrestling. It's been a good year for us. Absolutely. Uh, uh, we've had a lot of guests, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that um, we're on some new platforms other than SoundCloud. That's right. So it's been a great year. We thank the fans for listening. We do. We thank you for listening. We thank you for the comments and the emails. Um, you know, we thank you for everything. We're going to keep going strong in 2017. And we're going to come back, hopefully, and we do some interviews where we actually do plan and schedule them out and people do show up at the right time. Uh, but this being our last interview of the year, um, the haphazard one that just kind of happened, not to my knowledge, I wasn't prepared for it, but I tried to, you know, I tried to hold the fort down. This is our podcast. I tried to hold the fort down. I think you succeeded, man. I did. I'm still, I'm still standing here. I'm still here yeah. at the mansion. I, I haven't seen anybody come up on the camera. Security hasn't yeah. uh, talked to us too, today. Too far out of control. Yeah. Security held him back. I they, think it was a determinant for him. So. Security did a good job. I mean, yeah. I don't think he's interested in getting beat down by seven people or, you know, kicked out. Uh, at the end, it did get a little intense, as you it did It got a here. little dicey, yeah. But And yeah. Uh, I did have to ask him to leave, but... 
Well, before we had that, you know, we had a good conversation. I was able to get a lot of information out of him. So what I'm hoping, the end-all be-all, is that the supremacy goes down and that maybe T.J. Sice can be brought back to the, to the bright side, you know, to, to, the good, to the good side, to the force, if you will. I don't know. Uh, I want T.J. Sykes to go back to being the, the genuine good human being, good individual, great professional wrestler, great motivator. I, I want it to go back. I don't know if that will ever happen. I don't know. But uh, you think it's ready to time to play this interview? Yeah, man. Let's uh, let's uh, go ahead and uh, let's not keep them in suspense anymore. We'll go ahead and play this audio for them. All right. Uh, enjoy, and we'll be back after to wrap this thing up. Welcome to a very special edition of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Big Mike. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm very nervous. My name is Dirty Mike. Big Ugly is actually not with me. Um... We had planned to do a podcast with a special guest later on. However, this person works on his own schedule. This person works on his own time, and he basically just showed up. And uh, I alerted security as, as soon as he showed up, and we have led him in the building. We have led him into the mansion. He is currently sitting next to me. I don't know if he's brandishing any weapons, but security is watching you. Security is listening to you, um, watching every move that you make, and if you happen to make a wrong move, you're going to be out of here. And this is not um, a game. We have TJ Sykes, Prince of Pop Style, Starstruck, whatever you want to call him. This man has kicked me in the face. This man has played with my emotions. He's basically broken my heart. Um, but he's done a lot worse to a lot of other people. So TJ, you've been begging for this. You've been asking through all different channels, social media, the supremacy, to be on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. You're here. I'm nervous. So you had something to say. Why don't you go ahead and say it? I wouldn't exactly call it begging, Mikey. See, I wanted to help you out. You see, this podcast is going to be your highest rated yet. See, all the questions that you have to ask me, all the things you want to say, you can say it right here, right now. See, I've been listening. I've been listening to every single podcast since the Supremacy debuted, and I heard all the little ugly things that you had to say about me. So I'm giving you an opportunity to say it right here, right now, to my face. And let's let's see how nervous you can get. I, I'm very nervous. Uh, as I said, you've done some terrible things. And you know, to... I take very great pride in that. You know, I, I take pride in being the most vile man in EWA. Hell, maybe even professional wrestling right now. At this very You're moment. a vile individual. Vile. I, I, as ah. I said, security, you had to work your way through security. You know, I had to make sure you didn't mess with any of the, the vehicles downstairs. You didn't, really, didn't really check me that well, so who knows what I have on my person right now. See, that, that scares no, no, me. Hold on, all right, sit down, sit down, that sit down. I'm just me. kidding, just kidding. You're being watched. You're being listened to. I'm every just... move I make, every step I take, they'll be watching me. Is okay. that what you're saying? Okay, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. All right, so I have a responsibility to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. I have a responsibility to the EWA Pro Wrestling, the EWA Country. So that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to tell the story. I mean, speaking of the DUW Podcast, I mean, uh, it looks like you're missing Big Ugly. As I said earlier, um, we had planned to do this uh, and down the road, and we had a scheduled time, and you know how I am with schedules and detail, See, and that's I, what I... I work on my own schedule. That, that, that's... See, what, what, what's, why, why work on a schedule? Hmm? Why work on a schedule when you can just create chaos by just showing up? 
See, like, I, you're, you're sweating a little bit, aren't you? Uh, a little bit, oh, yes, I am. It's, it's cold outside, but it's hot in here. Um, I am sweating a little bit because Big Ugly is not here. He's, he's a big man. He's the rock. You know, he comes in. He sits here. He does the podcast with me. He helps conduct these interviews. But this is just TJ Sykes and just Dirty Mike or Mikey D or whatever you want to call me. Um, and, I, yes, I'm nervous. I'm no, normally very boastful, very lively, very full of vigor. And right now, I'm just... You're hoping of, you're full of something. I I just really hope I walk out of here, or at least you walk out of here, and nothing happens to me. Honestly, I'm a little nervous, but we're we're gonna get into you know what you're here. We're gonna have a conversation, and we're gonna hopefully tell the EWA let's, pro let's wrestling. Talk. Let's talk. Buddy. Oh, you you wanted to talk. You wanted to talk to your buddy, as you said. Yeah, I'm your you're buddy, my friend, Mikey. Yeah, my friend. we're friends. Friendship, right? Yeah, I don't I don't believe. Maybe one time, I do believe that. You well, saw what I posted. Actually, which actually brings me to, like to my first question. Actually, see. Oh, I, you have a question for? I, I, I'm conducting I, I, the interview, I, I TJ. Actually, like I do my own thing. Okay. Have you ever listened? Have you ever listened to my my theme song? I do what I want, say what I want, with no apologies. I do that. Okay, so I I'm gonna to run this. Okay, no. I run this. Are right, you run this? So, Go ahead. So here's here's my first question. See, a couple of days ago on social media, you posted up the old video of Desert Storm and myself saying that you had my back. I did have your day. back. You, you had my back. Desert had, Storm you, you and know, this whole anti-America really thing. You, I had your you, back. You know what's really funny about that? All the way up until that moment, you didn't call me. You didn't text me. You didn't try to contact me until you wanted ratings for your little interview segment. That's not true, you TJ. You did not try to contact me. You just thought having TJ Sykes in this emotional state, I can boost my ratings. I can I can have the highest rated interview segment of EWA's history. I can do that right here, right now. Not caring about TJ's emotions. Not caring about where he was in his um, in his mind. You said I'm you, using you. You used me, Mikey. I, I did not. You did, but you but you had my back, right? I had your back. Mm-hmm. Look. But way before that, as I've told this story before, as I've told this story the last time you were on this podcast, when I came into EWA Pro Wrestling, you were, you were relatively new there as well, but you'd been there before I had. And when I came into that locker room, you know, there was a lot of and people didn't know who this guy was. I came in as a referee. You know, I had to be on my best behavior, and I, I wanted to make a good impression. You were one of the guys that welcomed me into that locker room. You shook my hand. You gave me a hug after it was all over. I knew that these were one of the guys I could trust. You, Apollo Crews, there was a couple of guys like that, and, and EWA family. And I believed in that. I didn't use you for my ratings. I just never got a chance to know you very well. And I did. I wanted to. I tried. In between live events, in between EWA Pro Wrestling, in between the Pain Factory. I, you know, you're a very you approachable guy. You didn't try hard enough, did you? know, you? so it's my fault. You know, it, it's, not, it's not just your fault. It's everyone's fault. See, you're right. I was the type of guy that I greeted you at the door, open arms. I do that. I do that with every single person. You used to. I, I, you know what? And it's every single person that I brought into my life. At one point or another, they stabbed me in the back, and you are included in that. I stabbed you in the back. You stabbed me in the back. You You held a knife to my face. You almost stabbed me in the throat. What, you think you didn't deserve that? No, I didn't deserve that. You know, you deserved a lot more than what I gave you, Mikey, and you're lucky that you're standing here today, or sitting here today. That's all right. I'm definitely lucky to be here. I am happy to be alive. I'm thankful to be alive. I'm a very positive person. uh, Right, right, right. Very positive person. You're very positive. You you said you told your story so many different times. Let me tell my story. Told your story. You didn't tell my story. You told your own version of my story. Who who are you to say what my story is? All right. I'm going to get you into your story. This is one of the things I want to mention, and we're going to bring this back up later. I want to let you tell your story, but very recently, it has been announced 
for EWA Pro Wrestling for Rage in the Cage, Saturday, January 21st, 2017, mm -hmm. Tall mm -hmm. Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. I'm not trying to sell tickets. I'm trying to let the people know that very recently it has been announced that you're getting your wish again. Even though you happen to keep going against the system, you're getting your wish again. One last dance. In the steel cage, every match in a steel cage, but this time it's a 30-minute Iron Man match. In the steel cage, yourself, TJ Sykes, and Desert Storm. We thought this was over. We want to hear this entire story from your vantage point as well, but I want to let you know this has just been announced. You're getting your way, and we're going to talk about it later. I'm going to get back to that. I'm going to get back to that. Okay. All right. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but I wanted to yeah, let did. the people know where this is going and where this is heading. So you have your side of the story. Why don't you tell me your side of the story from several years ago when you were a man of the people? Why don't you tell me your side of the story that actually turned you from the TJ Sykes that I knew into the TJ Sykes of now, of supremacy, of kicking Ray C. Hawkins in the face, of kicking me in the face, of holding a knife to my throat, of holding everybody else accountable but yourself. You're, you're, you're Come on. getting a little hype over there. I'm getting a little hype because I'm nervous and I'm... You need to check your tone at the door uh, right, all right now. This is my podcast. This check. is the Big Ugly's podcast. This is a Dirty Ugly Wrestling. You see, uh, I see these seven bodyguards watching me very carefully. You think right, there's only right seven? So, there's oh, other there's eyes more. and ears on so, you. So, like, so just like everybody else, you want to be tough when there are other people around. See, if it was just you and me in this room right now, how would you be acting, Mikey? It wouldn't be just you and me in this room right now. I wouldn't you wouldn't have it that way because you know something bad will really happen. But you know, I've what? been kicked in the face back. by listen, you. Listen, I a lot of people have. But, you know, but I'm not me, a wrestler. Let me, let me tell my story. Okay, let go ahead. Tell, tell your story, see, TJ. Let's rewind the clocks back a couple years now. You see, when this all started, 2014, okay? 2014, it was Summer Sizzler. Summer Sizzler. Okay. My friend at that time was Desert Storm. That night, he decided to go after something that I had. And you know what? He didn't go about it the right way. So I think... You know, it, it, it's it, I, I've run the story in my mind so many different times, and I've tried to see where the error was, but you know what? I can I can't see it. I can't I, I can't see it whatsoever. See, Desert Storm crossed the line a long time ago, and EWA, the EWA higher ups, the e EWA country as you call them nowadays, have turned they turned the other cheek to it. You know, and it wasn't fair. You see, Desert Storm kidnapped, violated. And God knows what else to my valet at that point in time. However, all I wanted, all I wanted was just a little bit, a little bit of vengeance on this guy. And then she turned her back on me, just like he turned his back on me. You know, and I, and I thought, I thought I was stronger than that. I thought I could, I really thought I could move past it. But then more things started to happen after that. See, guys like Jim Christian, guys like yourself, guys like the EWA country, slowly but surely started to turn their back on me, and you know what? It sickened me. Let, let's, let's go, let's actually, let's actually fast forward to uh, when I won the Sweet 16 tournament. You, you were there, Mike. I was you, there. You, you were there. You remember what happened that night. Why don't you, you tell me do, your do, version do, do of what happened Do you remember me getting arrested that night? I do. You, you, I, I remember you, do, you, do. you getting yeah. pulled out of the building by security, and again, that's going to happen to you today if you're not careful. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. But here, here's here's the thing. I sat in that cell for two weeks. Not one phone call, not one visit from you, from Jim Christian, from anybody. But let, let, let's let's talk about who bailed me out. 
Okay, see, everyone wanted to uh, make it seem as though it was Jim Christian and Drew Reynolds at the time. The real people who bailed me out are the people who are with me by my side today. See, this is what they don't want you to know. See, they, they wanted to take credit for it because the people who bailed me out said, keep it that way. They didn't want it to come out at that moment in time. Mr. Jones and the Dark Horses are the ones that bailed me out of that cell. Not you, not Jim, not anybody else. They all said they had my back, but where were they when I needed them the most? I tried to get you. you, you, you I tried, couldn't you tried, get you. you why, why, why couldn't you? I couldn't why, why get couldn't you. you? Why couldn't they get to me and you couldn't? I, tell, tell me that. I Why have, couldn't you? I have no idea. They you got you have first. No, you have no... They, they got, got you, you first. They got to me first. You should have been with me that whole time if you had I my back. I was with you. I, you I watched from afar. I, I watched you. I watched you. As they drug me out in handcuffs, I watched you just stand there still making the ending announcements for the show. Not helping me whatsoever. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You couldn't get to me. I you could have dropped the microphone and said, TJ was a little bit more important than this, but you didn't do that. I get it, I, you know, and I get it, and you know what, I, I forgave you at that because I understand the show must go on, but where were you afterwards? Where were you, Mikey? Okay. Okay. You, you, you know, and... <sighs> ah! <laughs> Desert Storm uh. <laughs> and all of his uh, allegiance of people had nothing to do with that, I guess. You know, it was just, it was, all, it was my fault. Some trumped up charges. It was my fault. Some trumped up charges and not Jim Christian, not you, nobody, nobody stood up for me. So this is all, be, all the supremacy, all it, of this, not, is, is because just, of a grudge? It's not even because, because of what of happened to you? No, 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 there's so much more. It's so much more. Well, you're here. And, and you know, like, in the next month, you know, you know, when I win the Sweet 16 uh, tournament, that is a guaranteed spot to be EWA heavyweight champion, EWA heavyweight championship position, right? Absolutely. Uh, okay, so, the very next month, Anarchy in April, I was supposed to be put into that four-way match for the vacant EWA title. Jim Christian comes out and says he has to take away my Sweet 16 tournament contract like to be in that match because of everything that went down. He he didn't he didn't he didn't want me to be in that match, but the only reason that got me in that match was that I won the Evolution contract. An actual contract that state that by any means necessary I am put into an EWA match, an EWA championship match when I feel fit. So you're collecting opportunities for yourself, you're winning double ring battle royals, you're winning Sweet 16 tournaments. <laughs> but so. he, he did it reluctantly. He didn't want me in that match. He did not want me in that match. If he knew that those charges that were put against me were trumped up and he knew that, why would he take an opportunity like that away from me? I have no idea. The not not only was being... I not not only was, well not only was I arrested, he then suspended me afterwards. After the fact. I know you know the business of pro wrestling, TJ. I know you understand that... Putting people... the professional wrestling business aside, oh, okay. you, you think that was right? I'm not saying I agree with it or I don't agree with it. I see how you feel about it. And, and like, I hear how you feel about and it. And people are looking at me like, I'm crazy? Like, like I, I have no right to feel the way that I feel? Could you not have just brought this up two years I ago and did, not I going did. through the... I did. Okay. I did. And I thought at that moment in time, me and Jim cleared it up. But you, you know what like brought it back to life to me is the fact that let's let's fast forward a year from that when I won the biggest match in EWA history against Corey Bush, a man who has never been defeated in two years since his debut. No one has been able to topple that man. 
but me. The weight of the world. And that and that moment, I became the first ever Grand Slam champion in EWA history. And the first thing I did was get out of that ring and went up and shook the hand of the man that I thought, I thought had my back. I thought is the one that gave, gave my start in EWA. And the man who I thought, I thought was a friend. He barely could look me in the eye. When, when he was put on the spot in, in, in an interview with uh, doc, Dr. D., like, how does it feel to be to have TJ Sykes as the first ever Grand Slam champion? He didn't even want to answer the question. He damn near walked away. He did not care whatsoever about me, about the accomplishments, what I've done for his company. He didn't give a damn. So this is Jim Christian's fault now. Oh, this is a lot of people's fault. Are you kidding me? This, it just started with him. Well, actually, he's the he, owner of the company. He has a business to run. He has a show to run. So, and, you know, so this is, he's the owner of the company. So I, I've done, I've given everything to the EWA. Everything. You can't say that I haven't. Hell, I've probably given more than anyone else from the day I debuted to now. I've given so much. And that man couldn't even look me in my eye and congratulate me for something? Are you, are you, <laughs> you're kidding me. Everybody works hard in EWA Pro Wrestling. You've worked hard, absolutely. I've worked harder. Okay. I haven't just worked hard. I've worked harder. And my accolades, all the things that I've done have shown that. Everything. And you know what? It, it felt, in that moment, it felt like it was all for nothing. But you know, I, I, feel, I feel as though we're, get, we're getting off, off track here. And you're like, I guess some, my feelings are getting the, the no. best of me. And you know what? I, I don't know what I may do if I get... It's all right. Calm down. Relax, Calm TJ. Down. Relax, down. TJ. All right. All right. Sit down. Relax. <sighs> chilling out. Chilling out. Chilling Put the glasses back on. Take it down. Take it down. All right. So you have a lot of feelings. You have a lot of emotions, lot of as we all do. Um, again, I'm nervous. But, I'm scared. I, I have these emotions. But uh, but you, you know what? What's really funny is... You have... Okay. The supremacy formed. See, supremacy didn't... Look, we, we weren't really planning on doing anything, you know, but you, you know what really changed that? The show Faith, Mr. Jones interfering and everything? Faith, Is that what changed it? Faith no more. I came out to conduct an interview with you about Joe Badami, my opponent that night for my EWA Heavyweight Championship. Correct. I barely got two words in, and that crowd was boo trying to boo me out the building. E e e EWA's favorite son gave everything to that company. Those people disrespected me in the biggest way that night. I came out to give praise to Joe Badami. I came out to talk about my match, and those people didn't want to hear it whatsoever. You know, honestly, they also sealed the fact that supremacy is what it is to, nowadays. They're the ones that brought this all together, too. So the fans that have a voice, that can boo, that can cheer, whatever they choose to do, it, it, it's they like, drove they, they, you they, to this. They decided to go with the flavor of the month that was Joe Badami. They ran to him like some cheap hooker. Hold on, hold you, on. You know what? <laughs> Look, Joey Badami is up and coming in EWA Pro Wrestling. You just said it. You have accomplished everything. You've done so much. You've worked so hard. Now it's so time. now the people are sick of seeing TJ. No, Sykes. no, no. Is that, is that the thing? It's it's time for them. Show to... me the respect that I deserve. That is all so I've ever felt... wanted. Show me some respect. So you felt it was deserved to you to get that respect. You didn't have to earn it anymore because you had worked so hard and accomplished everything. Time for Joey Badami to, to now take... come up the ladder, and Joey Badami is mm -hmm. the one that's trying to fight for everything that you have accomplished, and because you feel. 
entitled to respect if one person, one kid, one EWA country member does not cheer you or... Oh, you thought it was just one? You thought it was just one? You were standing right next to me. You only thought it was one member? I'm not saying it was just one. I'm just saying if they wanted to back another horse, it's time for them to get the recognition and the respect well, that horse everybody got else. put out of his misery at the end of the night. Well, that was not the only person that got put out of his misery no, at the I end know, of the right? night. And we're going we're gonna to get to that. As a matter of fact, we're, we're talking about it. Let's talk about it. So, the Dark Horses. Great up-and-coming tag team as well. You know, working hard through the independent circuit coming up. You know, they have great look. They have a great gimmick. They have great everything. They have great attitude. Great head on their shoulders. You know, these are guys that I actually got to referee the match where they won. DWA Tag Team Championship for the first time. I'm standing in the middle. I'm holding both of their hands up. Very proud of them. The show, Mr. Jones, another up-and-coming, really, really good talent, really good head on his shoulders, you know, hard worker. And, you know, all of you guys ended up coming together mm-hmm. at the end of that night mm-hmm. and not only putting a beat down on Joey Badami, which Joey Badami is so not much. gone. I mean, like, Joey yeah. Badami is <laughs> not gone. But also, Ricey Hawkins. Come on, man. Ray C. Hawkins, you know, one of the most faithful members of that EWA culture, who never did turn his back on you, ever. Ever. Hold on. Hold on. And, yes, he's in a wheelchair. Yes, he was inside the guardrails. He was given an opportunity to be inside those guardrails because that is a dream of his. We are about telling stories. We are about making dreams come true. EWA Pro Wrestling, being pro wrestling in general. And he's a guy that was down there, and he was trying to help out the cause. Joey Badami trying to fight his way up. And, you know, several people trying to help out Joey Badami, including the all-nighter party fighter JT Moore, including several other people from that locker room. But Ray C. Hawkins, man. Ray C. Hawkins. What was the point, well documented, that he was taken out of his chair, out of his mechanical rolling chair, put into the ring into a wheelchair that is not his, and basically taunted by you? Get up. Get up. You're telling a man who cannot physically move or walk to get up. And even though he knows he can't, even though the world knows he can't, he's struggling and fighting and still has his face up, still has his chin up, and then that chin and that face got knocked off by a super kick by you. Now, this is professional wrestling. This is a business. This is everything that you've been fighting for, Sweet 16 Evolution, all this stuff. Where does kicking a physically incapable human being in the face and having him drug out of his chair by the dark horses and laughed at by Mr. Jones, where does that come into all of this? Even if you feel disrespected by the fans, even if you feel disrespected by management, where does that Make your case any better. Go ahead, tell your story. Well, well, first off, you're making my case completely like relevant because you just said he's a physically un- like capable man. He he can't stand. He can't do this. He can't do that. So what was he doing out there? Uh, what? Did, hold on. Why would John Berg and Blood bring Racy Hawkins to the ring when all that carnage was going on? Why would they put him in that danger? They didn't bring. They, 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 I watched the video over he and over. He can. I watched this. I watched them. I watched them roll him out, sit him to the side, and decided to join the cause. Why? He could have just sat in the back, safe from all the harm, but they put him on the front line. So they put fault. him right there. Honestly, why he's why he was out there? Yeah, that was their fault. That was their fault, and if people are going to be mad at us, they should be mad, twice as mad at them for even putting him in that position. 
They did not do what I just... Okay. They did not do what, They did not do what I just said that you did. If yeah, they, but they put accompanied him, in him to the ring or he way. accompanied them to the ring, they he was coming put... out to help the cause, like you said. Okay, how? What was he going to do, Mikey? Physically, nothing. What, but was he going to cheer he's on the guys? He's going to do the same was... thing that he has done for years in EWA. He's going to come out and support the cause. That's exactly what you just said. You want to support? And if you're physically so why did the Dark Horses it, lift him out of that if chair? If you're physically unable to do anything... You need to get on the other side of that guardrail. You need to stay your ass in the back. And, you know, help the cause. You can try all you want. So why bring him out of the chair? Why Why? bring him out of the chair? You know what? Why? I don't think people were taking that seriously. They weren't taking you seriously by the beatdown you laid to Joey Badami and all those people? No, no, no. See, I, I, I like to go big or go home. And I didn't feel like going home that moment in time. So, you know what? I decided to take a bigger step. See, Ray C. Hawkins, it was a case of being at the wrong place at the right time. Wrong for him, right for us. And you know what? It was actually really nothing personal. But you know what? Like you said, this is a business, right? This is big business. And honestly, I don't think anyone understood that until that very moment. Here's what I think, TJ. Here's what I think. And this has been documented on other podcasts and other EWA Uh videos online. You reached all of your pinnacles. You reached all of your goals. You said this earlier. You made it. You won the EWA Heavyweight Championship, Sweet 16, Evolution. What else is there for E? I believe, and I believe that this is not only Joey Badami, but this is EWA in general. You felt your spotlight fading. Fading. You felt your spotlight fading, and you needed to do something to where your name, to where your group, Supremacy, to where TJ Sykes became relevant again. I think that, and this is, this is a tribulation to uh, the guy that I knew that you were, the human being that I knew that you were, the hard worker, the passion for the business that I knew that you were. I believe you felt like you needed to do something drastic to keep yourself, to keep your name, to keep your everything in the spotlight so it did not fade away, so that Joey Badami could not reach that brass ring, so that other people could not get into the spotlight that you did not want to fade yet. That's what I believe. Yes, I'm scared to death saying that. Because I'm right here in front of you and I know what you're capable of, but that's what I feel. Documented, well documented. Go ahead. As a great man once said, and I quote, by any means necessary. You see, I did what I did. Do you, you say to stay relevant. No, I'm always going to be relevant. I did what I did. To prove a point. You changed up your character. You, you could my change character, up your... My character? What is, what is this? What is, you talk about gimmicks. You, you talk about be, characters. This char- This isn't a character. You could be this isn't a gimmick. This is me. Starstruck TJ this is, this is The guy me. who embodied Michael Jackson. The guy who cried when Prince died. You know, this is, this is what I feel. And then the Prince of Pop style still can be the same thing, trying to change it up. But it doesn't mean taking a disabled individual... Pulling him out of his chair, taking him in the ring where he does not belong in the ring. Inside the guardrails, okay, I see your point, but it's not inside the you ring. Literally he just, just you not just inside literally, the ring. You literally just made my point no, even stronger. I said, the fact that I, embo- I embodied I embodied Michael Jackson, like I cried when Prince died. You know what? I was being someone that I wasn't. That was this. Who you is, were. This this wasn't. That wasn't so this me. Is you. This is you. This is me, and it just took all these things that happened to bring that out. You, you, that wasn't me. This right here is me. This isn't a character. This isn't a gimmick. This is TJ Sykes. 
This is the prince. And you want to know why I call myself the prince? It's not because, I, down, it's not because I wear a crown Settle or sit on a physical throne. I think like a prince, therefore I am. Feel free to write that down on your notes. I think like a prince, therefore I am. I run EWA. I've reigned over EWA for okay. years now with an iron fist. You know it. Everyone knows it. So I did what I had to do by any means necessary to prove a point. And my point is this. You proved it. EWA will burn to the ground until we all get the respect that we deserve. We didn't just come together for, for no apparent reason, for no reason security, whatsoever. Security. You know what? Settle down. I got, I'm okay. I got it. I'm okay. Settle down, TJ. Mr. Jones, TJ Sykes, the Dark Horses, Pat Anthony, and Violet, we've all been disrespected one way or another by EWA, EWA management, EWA country. Every single person in Tall Cedars Hall has disrespected us, and we wanted to take our respect back. Okay, okay. You're still here, though. You're still in EWA Pro Wrestling. You are no longer the EWA Heavyweight Champion. I am not. And, and we're going to get into that. But you're still, all of you of Supremacy are still here in EWA Pro Wrestling. If this place is so bad, if we have wronged you so much, you know, why still be here? We're going to get into that. job isn't done. Like, didn't you just hear me? What like, else can you EWA do? EWA needs to burn to the ground. EWA needs to be no more. And while those, <laughs> while EWA Pro Wrestling is still a thing, still a trend, we're going to be here until it's not. So we've had more eyes and ears on the product than ever before, You're and I, I'm going to say, coincidentally, it happened when you did what you did to Ray C. Hawkins. So could it have been the right way to do business, the wrong way to do business? I don't know. But Ray C. Hawkins is back. Ray C. Hawkins is out there with the Oddball Army. You know, security's watching over him. The Oddball Army's watching over him. He still has the passion and desire to get into our business to help the Oddball Army out, to help EWA pro wrestling out, to be a part of the EWA country. Ray C. Hawkins is back, so what you did didn't finish Ray C. Hawkins. Now... I didn't say... I w I, did I ever say that we were trying to finish Ray C. Hawkins? Did I, did trying I ever, to burn things did, did, to the ground. I, like I said before, it's nothing personal against him. It was the wrong place at the right time. But here's the thing. About, about all eyes being on EWA now. You see, any press is good press. They're talking about EWA pro wrestling, aren't they? Isn't that what you guys wanted? But you know what's going to be even more satisfactory is the fact that when we take it all away, and our job isn't done yet. Okay. So let's talk about other things that have happened since then. Um, we're not going to touch upon you kicking me in the face for doing my I'm job. Are you sure? I mean, you want to cover um, the whole story. So, right? uh, okay. Well, well you know, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on because this isn't about me. This is about you. You want to talk. You want to let people know your story. You're here. We're, we're going to do that. Okay? So let's... Let's talk about a couple of different things. Right. Let's go. Let's go into evolution. Right. This year, World War Z, mm -hmm. the big six-man tag team matchup mm -hmm. between uh, you guys and the supremacy here, and uh, CZW. CZW came in to not only help our product but help their own cause. You know, CZW is a great promotion as well. And in that match, in that six-man tag team match, if your team lost, then you would have to basically lose the EWA Heavyweight Championship, and put it up as one of the prizes in the Evolution Double Ring Battle Royal at the end, the main event. And, and this is documented because I'm very proud of this picture, you guys lost that match. And 
We had to take the title away from you. As a matter of fact, I personally got to take the title away from you. And I was very happy about that. And I'm still very excited about that now. Mm-hmm. And you did not like that. You did not like that at all. I have been kicked in the face by you. I have been attacked by you and mm-hmm. the supremacy, you know, with a knife to my face, to my throat, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. I had so much pleasure in taking that championship away from you. Then, later that night, in the Evolution Battle Royal, you know, 20, 30 guys, including a lot of guys that you've met in the past, a lot of guys you've battled in the past, won, lost, wars, all kinds of stuff. Who ended up winning that match? Who ended up, well, let's first of all, Joey Badami, the one that you tried to take out earlier in the year, got that Evolution contract, and he can cash it in anytime he wants. So now he's at the precipice of where you used to be. Mm-hmm. I don't see Joey Badami turning around and super kicking a, a, a handicapped guy in the face later on down the road. But, you, you know, that's the, beside the point. Hashtag Pat Anthony, your brother, your family, who turned his back on EWA Pro Wrestling and EWA Country. Him and his social media ambassador, Violet, who have turned to the dark side and become a member of Supremacy themselves. Hashtag Pat Anthony won the EWA Heavyweight Championship. And I saw the look on your face. You were sitting in the corner. Basically, with your head in your hands, and you could not believe that not only were you not the heavyweight champion anymore, but your brother, your family member, Supremacy, hashtag Pat Anthony, is now the EWA heavyweight champion. Talk about that. Talk about that. No words, TJ? I do have a few words. You know what? When you've reigned over the company... For as long as I have, longest in EWA history, 517 days. That EWA championship was mine. Hell, I was the EWA championship. I was just that. So yeah, it was it was hard watching somebody else hold what was so dear to me. It was it's hard. It would be hard for anybody. But you know. CZW and EWA won the battle at the end of World War Z. Supremacy won the war. Because wasn't the goal to get the EWA Heavyweight Championship away from the Supremacy? Wasn't that the whole goal? I heard it. I heard it for a long time. It was the goal. And you all failed. The numbers were in our favor. The numbers were in your favor, but it was still wasn't enough, was it? But it wasn't you that got that championship back at the end of the night. It was hashtag Pat Anthony. Who is supremacy. Haven't you guys had some problems since then? You know what? Look, families fight. We all fight. Me and Pat, we fought a little bit more than others. And yes, I know you're already going to bring it up. Yes, last show, I kicked Pat right in his face. But it's something that he... It's not something that he hasn't felt before. I mean, here's the thing. I helped him, did I not? He's still EWA Heavyweight Champion. It could have been him, or it could have been Desert Storm. I had a choice to make, and I chose my family. Did you? I did. Did you really? I did. What else did you do at the end of that match? Uh, did you not just hear me say I, I helped him? What, oh. what, else, what else did I do? So... What else did I do? You were a factor in the outcome of that match. I was. All right. So you believe you assisted hashtag Pat Anthony in keeping the EWA Heavyweight Championship. I did. What else did you do? You stirred the pot a little bit of a story that apparently was supposed to be closed. I don't don't know exactly what you're talking about. You don't know. You care to touch base on that? Didn't you and Desert Storm have your final 
chapter, your last. Uh, oh, we're last talking about man. Desert Storm now. Well, he's like, in the match. It, oh, you, is, is we that brought what him up. He's about? in the match. So let's bring him up. Oh, all right. Let's, let's talk let's, about let's Desert Storm. Let's talk about him a little bit. Hashtag Pat Anthony still the EWA Heavyweight Champion. That's fine. It's still in supremacy. That's fine. Why? Why this Desert Storm? Why are you approaching him continually on EWA media? Why are you approaching him at the EWA Pain Factory? Why are you still messing with him? What does he have anything to do with you? This is stirring a pot that should be closed. You want to get back your respect. Why, you want to get back. Me, me, why me, are you even you poking why, this beast? Why? Why should it be closed? Because it's over. How? How, how, the chapter's what? ended. You guys have had this long storied feud. Eventually, there's how going to be a DVD out. How did the chapter end? How did the chapter end? Do, do you remember how the chapter ended? Why don't you tell us your version of that story? Of the that final showdown? That's right. Let, 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 rewinding the clocks back a year. Let's talk about it. The final showdown between Desert Storm and TJ Sykes, an I quit match. I quit match. An I quit match. But who was the deciding factor in that match? Wasn't wasn't me. It, it, it wasn't Storm. It was Corey Bush. Who was actually a completely different topic? I, I'll talk about later. Well, we did talk about that but, in the cage match. You know, the biggest but, match of all time. But like, okay, go ahead. I didn't win that match. You won that I, match. I, I didn't win that match. Corey Bush won that match. You still walked out of there with the title. Not the way I wanted to. See, I, I wanted this. I, I wanted to be satisfied hearing Desert Storm trapped in that corner, <laughs> handcuffed to that corner, saying, "I quit." To my face, but I I couldn't I couldn't do that because I was laid out by Corey. Corey didn't it, I I didn't win that match. Corey won that match. Me and Desert Storm, we have not we have so much more to do. So, I don't see so much more to do. I, I don't see the point. I I just want to know why you keep it. I now you've you've gotten what you want. We're gonna talk about this later. No, you've gotten I, I what did, you I want. I didn't. I did not get what I. No, I did not get what I. Want. Not yet. But at Rage in the Cage 2017, you are going to get... That is when I get what I want. (laughs) One last dance, as as it's called. One last dance. One last time. But but let me me, me say this real quick. How poetic is that, though? How how very poetic is that? That we end it where it all began. 2015, Rage in the Cage. That's right. Desert Storm TJ Sykes labeled the grudge match. That's right. Now, two years later, we're back in the same position. No, nobody to have our backs. No, no, no. It's just me and him in the cage. One last time. It, it, and it, it's, it's funny because I'm in a different mindset than I was two years ago. And oh, this you is, sure this are. Is, this isn't good for him. This, this, this is a very dangerous situation for him. Because he, as he said in uh, your your last couple podcasts that I'm unpredictable. Is that is, is that it? I was, oh, I, you're, I was you're here today, so you're unpredictable. That's like, You don't true. know what I'm going to do to get the job done by any means necessary. Remember that. Remember that by any means necessary. But I will guarantee it will be by my hand. Well, it may be by your hand. It may be Desert Storm's hand. It is a 30-minute Iron Man Cage match. Do, do you really think that he could go thirty minutes toe to toe with me? I think do, he do, can. Do you, th- you think? This is Desert Storm. This is a guy who I have not had the and the greatest path with either. You know, he has gone to. But the dark you support side. him a lot more than you supported me. This After is- all of the terrible and vile things that that man has done. 
I think you still uh, support him more than me. I support him. So you supported. So you supported him violating a woman. You no. supported him kidnapping a woman. I didn't support. Him oh, but now, uh, but like last time I saw you, you guys talking uh, talking outside of the EWA training school, you look like you're all buddy buddy now. Forgive and forget, right? Well, I can't do that. I cannot forgive, and I sure as hell will not forget. January 21st, this has been a long time coming. I've just been waiting, picking my spot. And you know what? What better time to do it than Rage in a Cage? So a 30-minute Iron Man match, you don't believe Desert Storm can couldn't go? Keep up, couldn't keep up with me. Okay. No one can keep up with me. Didn't you hear me say earlier, I think like a, I think like a prince, therefore I am. There's a reason for that. There is nobody in the company that can go toe-to-toe with yours truly. I am the headliner, I'm the finisher, I'm the closer, I am the winner. I am everything that everybody wants to be but cannot be. I am as good as everyone pretends to be. I am that guy. I'm the Grand Slam champion for a reason. There is nobody who could go 30, 40, 50, an hour with me. Nobody. Especially not Desert Storm. So let's talk about what happens when this match is over. You are claiming victory. Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast has heard you talk for 30 to 45 minutes here. So obviously you can go 30 to 45 minutes. Obviously I'm not a professional wrestler. I'm not, a, I'm not in the ring wrestling with you. But I'm, I'm here listening to you, talking with you. So what happens after Rage in the Cage? Does Supremacy continue terrorizing and, and getting its reign does Mr. Jones continue to try to get that cruiserweight championship do the dark horses you know continue to try to take over the tag team division does hashtag, hashtag Pat Anthony continue with this heavyweight championship and Violet as well because it seems like EWA country keeps growing and growing and growing and supremacy is just six so just six just you, see, you see what just six people did in just a matter of months to this company what um, six people have flipped EWA Pro Wrestling on its head. Turn it upside down. Just six people. World War Z, you said all the, um, all the odds were against us. You, know, you had the numbers were in your favor. And just six people still won the war. So you sitting there just saying that, are, are, you, are you kidding right now? I'm just wondering. Six people can do more to this company than 20, 40, 50 men. But, and and it's it's funny that you still think that the the numbers game is going to work with us. It's it's really it's really funny actually. What's next after that? What what where? I mean, I have no idea of the supremacy's role in the rest of this show. But uh, you know, as far as uh, we've we've seen a lot of things on EWA Pro Wrestling and EWAMaryland.com. You know, who knows what role they're going to play in the rest of this show because they will have their own battles to fight. But. When this match is over, one last dance with Desert Storm, where does TJ Sykes go after that? I mean, why exactly would I give you my ultimate plan? Because yeah, you, you want you the think, world to hear? Bill, I mean, you, you want think, the world to know? You know, 99% of the times when, as you, uh, you've you already called me, I'm, a, I'm the villain in this, this story. 99% of the times when the villains tell their stories, well, it doesn't pan out well for them, does it? No. No. So why would I sit here and tell you word for word, plan for plan, what we're going to do next? Why would I sit here and do that? Just like See, you're just going to have to tune in next time, same bat channel, same bat place. You're going to have to tune in and see what the supremacy does next. 
You know what's interesting, TJ? Um, but what before we wrap this little thing up here? Oh, oh, we're we're almost done. Um, you know, I tell you, it's uh, security is definitely trying to keep you under wraps. Um, as I said, so anyway. Where is your cleaning lady? This is supposed to be the mansion, though? Seriously. You know what? This is my Good mansion. God. This is not your mansion. And it is clean. I, uh, you know, and I clean Straight it myself. out of the Adams family. You know, I mean, seriously, I, I, really, I really felt as though I was going to come into something very spectacular, but seriously. It's quite spectacular. You might as well live in the back alley in, in Dundalk somewhere, because this is the hey, equivalent. Now. Hey, and we have listeners, I'm sure, in many different you think, areas. You think I care? Do you, yeah. do you think you I are, care you what people here. think? Do you think I care what people think? Dude, I already feel dirty, honestly. Like this is the dirty, here. ugly wrestling podcast. Jeez, so. and you live up to it, don't you? Man, uh, of course you would be telling. Have me you that. ever heard of a broom? I have. He- he- like, do you own one? I do. Do you own any cleaning supplies? I certainly do. Please, by God, use them then. Okay, I'm gonna do that. So um, let, let's talk about this a little bit more. We did touch on this earlier. You have had, uh, you and I have had sort of a rocky sort of relationship. Uh, I came in, you welcomed me with open arms. We, you know, apparently I did not do enough to help you get out of jail. Well, you know, you almost did, and you almost have. You've held a knife to me, you've kicked me in the face, and I... Are you just going to be salty about that for the rest of your life now? Is that that how that's going to be? See, here's the problem. I am a part of EWA Pro Wrestling. I'm the one that needs to announce you. I'm going to brag about that. I'm certainly bragging about it. I'm very proud of that. And I am... The guy who needs to get out there and be the one that announces you. The guy that holds interviews with you, as you said. So, I mean, I'm still going to do my job. I'm still going to do this for uh, the Dirty Ugly well, Wrestling Well, the podcast. reason you got kicked in the face last time is because you didn't do your job. You oh, I was doing it. Did, you did not do your job. Matter of fact, I actually raised my voice. I actually, you know, put you over, as you want to call it. And uh, you and walked away from announcing the Prince of Pop Style. You walked away from announcing the EWA Heavyweight Champion at that time. After you walked away. And that was your ultimate downfall. And, right. and fall you did. So okay, no, I I did. I I went out like a sack of bricks, you know, however you want to call it. I did. I got dragged out of there by your dark horses, and I got carried out of there. I really did. But I came back. I came back, and I'm doing my job. So speaking of me doing my job, this is something that uh, you may be aware of, you may not be aware of, but I'm certainly aware of it. Mm-hmm. January twenty first. Rage in the Cage, One Last Dance with Desert Storm and TJ Sykes, yeah, Tall Cedars Hall. Oh, oh, we're going to talk a little bit more about it, too. Because not only have I been the ring announcer, but you know, what, you know what I used to do, TJ. You know what I did before I was a ring announcer. I was a referee. Uh, I was going to say you were homeless, but... Like, oh, geez. no, no. I, I was in the mansion. I've been in the mansion for a long time. I was a referee. But uh, this, this may be out there. This may not. You may not. You, you may be oblivious a, to this. You can shine up a piece of crap, and, but it's still going to be a piece of crap. Thank you, TJ. This is exactly why our friendship, or whatever you want to call it, is gone. But anyway, to make a long story short, I'm going to be the special guest referee in that match. Oh, really? <laughs> you talk about people that can go with you 30 minutes. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to go all 30 of them with you. And it's an Iron Man match. And it's a cage match, so I know there's no rules. The rules are there's going to be a three count. That's going to be happening, and there's going to be a tap out or a submission that's going to be so happening. Wh- why did you? Why did you touch base more so that there was no rules? I mean, do you do you have some sort of plan? Oh, I swear to you, right now, Mikey, and I don't care that there's seven, well, seventeen the guards behind me now. I don't give a damn. If you touch me in that ring, I swear to you, you'll be the last thing that you ever do. See, I'm the referee. You are. The I referee. am. The law in that ring. So if you touch me, I will disqualify your ass. 
You just said there was no rules. Hey. So you, how are you going to disqualify me in an Iron Man cage match, Mikey? Because I can Gee, do what I want. And, and I'm they, the appointed you, they appointed you to be the referee? Are you Are you kidding me? You don't even know how to do your job right. If you, you can't announce, referee, you can't referee. What can you do properly, you Mikey? Official, you can sure as hell can't clean this damn mansion, could you? What else can you do? What can you do effectively? I will count the three count. I will make sure. I'm, gl- I'm glad you can count the three. That's great, Mikey. Sure Please don't let it be one, two, four. I swear to you. Did you go to grade school? Do you know how to count up the ten? Do you know how to count the three? Do you know how to count, period? This is where you can't touch me, TJ. I, I, I can't touch you. If you do, oh, so wait, so now, that will be now, a fall that oh, is against oh, I, you. Oh, <laughs> Whoever wins the most falls at the end There's of the There's no disqualification, room. Mikey. Uh, There's no disqualification. You can hit him with chairs. You can hit him with the, the cage, the ring, whatever you want to do. But if you touch me as yeah, an official, yeah. I'll disqualify you. And that'll be one fall against you. You touch me again. There's no disqualification. Are you not listening? To, do you not understand the concept of this whole match? So what are you going to do? Gonna, so you're just going to disqualify me for putting my hands on you. So if, you so, not, so if I were to sit here and poke you and poke you and poke you, you're just you're just going to disqualify security? me? Security? Like security? Oh. Oh, what? oh, now you're going to call your security, right? Is that That's how this is going to happen security. now? You're gonna call, you're gonna back call security. You're gonna back, back him off. Back me off now, Mikey. Like, you don't even understand the concept of this match. You just want to sit there and say you're going to disqualify me in a no-disqualification match. Jesus, Jesus, Mikey, what is wrong if with you? If you knock out the referee, if, if you if take out the, out the referee. If I knock out the referee, you'll be out. That's it. How are you going to tell them to disqualify me? Then you're you won't out. win the match. Then I won't win the because match. Because you how won't do you get know? the You'll false. be out. It doesn't even matter. At 30 minutes, and, then the match will just end and it'll be over. So you're just like, deprive the EWA country of Seeing a thirty-minute Iron Man match—is that, is that what you're going to do? You're just going to throw the match out? Is that—is that it? Is that it, Mikey? I'm the referee. You're the referee. You're the referee. Like they put me in my, charge of this oh match. My God, dude, you really think you're still in charge of this whole thing? They put me in charge. You really of this think match you're in charge? Because I've been a part of this whole story, even though that you haven't uh-huh, even known. Right. It. Yes. So I'm going right. to be the one that uh-huh. is going to be proud to count down uh, your shoulders. Uh-huh, right. I'm going to be the one so, that's going to be so proud to hear you say, it. "I quit." So you're. So this is not going to be a match where it's cut right down the middle. You're oh, gonna I'm going to cut it right down the middle. Yes, like you cut. You're not going to cut it right down the middle. You I swear super kick right Desert Storm in the face I and you cover him, right I'll now. count it. I swear to you right now, if you don't cut the match down in the middle, that's not going to be the only thing that's going to be cut, Mikey. I swear to you right now. So you're threatening I swear, me. Uh, am I threatening, threatening me again? I don't make threats. I don't make threats. I promise. I make promises right there. And trust me, I keep my promises. You want to sit You want to sit here and argue about this back, back and forth? The fact of the matter is, if you do not cut that match right down the middle, you and I are going to have more problems than we ever have before. I'm going to cut that you're match gonna, right down the middle. You're going to cut that match right, down, right the middle. down the middle. All right, you, you're probably, all 30 minutes all, of it. All 30 minutes. Absolutely. All right, I, I'm going to cut it right why, down why, the why middle. Why is it I don't believe you? Why, why, why is it I don't believe you? Huh? Like I, I I don't I don't believe you right 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 now you know like, right. like, now that your security is getting a little um little uh, they're getting a little that's jumpy because right now. you started poking like, me oh man I started poking you like I'll poke you if I want all to right. Mikey I'll poke you if security. I want to like are, all right, you, back are, you, are you kidding me all right, are we, all right, this, we're gonna I'm gonna happen. we're gonna cut uh, this right, podcast no, no, you know what, off Mikey, I'm gonna ask you to get out of my house I'll see you soon Mikey you, I want to see you on January twenty first January twenty first you might see me a little bit sooner than Mikey you might see me a little bit sooner you know I'll see you later Mikey I'm gonna get you out of the security get him out of here I know where you live Mikey I know exactly get out of the mansion get out of the mansion you show up on Dude, I couldn't get out of the mansion quick, quick enough. Where is it there? Where's get the out of the mansion. Like, we'll here, see you on start. January 21st. <laughs> oh my God. Get out. You're a trip, Mikey. Get out. We're back. Big ugly. Uh, yeah, what? Uh, you know, I know how I felt about this, and I know how I'm feeling right now after just listening to that again. Um, tell me your thoughts, Big Ugly. Yeah, like I said before, uh, it's pretty obvious that the guy is unhinged. The one thing that really sticks out to me is uh, kind of the last segment of that podcast I just wanted to talk about, and that's the rage in the cage. Yeah. Desert Storm, 
and uh, TJ Sykes in the cage. One last dance. One last dance. But that's not all, man. You're going to be in the cage. Yeah. You're going to be refing, man. Yeah. Now, you've already been super kicked by TJ, a knife held to your throat. Right. How does it feel getting in cage? He was physically touching you when he was here. Yeah, he was uh, starting to poke me. Um, he wasn't going to lay his hands on me. Security was watching. He started poking me in the chest, like that two-finger poke, you know what I'm saying? And um, he started doing it again, and then I was just like, all right, security, back him off, get him out of here, and I kicked him out. Yeah, um, it's seemingly I'm going to put myself in the middle of harm's way, or I'm going to put myself in the middle of this whole thing. Here's, here's, how, I, here's how I see this. Um, this is a 30-minute Ironman cage match, which is something that uh, hasn't been done in EWA or even in Maryland before. So if you're familiar with the Ironman, the individual who gets the most falls in 30 minutes will win the match. You can win a fall by pinfall. You can win a fall by submission, um, you know, or I quit, whatever it is. No count out and no disqualification technically. But if you touch a referee... If anybody touches a referee in a way that is not the way you should be met, dealing with a referee, you know, touching a referee, uh, what I can do is I can take a fall against that person. So if TJ kicks me in the face, knocks me out, if and when I wake up, I take a fall away from him. If he pushes me, if he pokes me, if he slaps me, whatever he does, I take a fall away from him. And this is Desert Storm versus um, TJ Sykes, one-on-one. They've had a storied rivalry, as we talk, as we talked about in the podcast. You know, they, these guys have gone back and forth uh, so many different ways, so many different times, so many different matches, including a cage where this all started two years ago. Now it's going to end in a cage. So I was approached by EWA offices. I was approached shortly before that podcast or, or that interview happened with TJ. And it was suggested to me. That uh, I still have a refer- I still have a referee's license. I have a vested interest in this. Would I like to be? And, and I was asked. I wasn't forced. I was asked. Would I like to be the guy who gets in there? And because I can stand, uh, I can fight. I've been in the ring. I know, I know the training. I can do all. You know, I've done this before. I can do it again. I have experience refereeing in cage matches. I have experience with both of these guys. Some good experiences. Some bad experiences. Desert Storm is not my best friend. Desert Storm is a, the enemy of your enemy is kind of your friend thing. Um, Desert Storm and I have gone around and gone around. Um, TJ Sykes, we have gone around and around. I'm nervous, to be quite frank, but, but I'm excited at the same time because this is going to end. Sykes and Storm is going to end once and for all, and I'm going to be the guy who is going to count the shoulders, who is going to call the submission. I'm the guy who's going to ring the bell at the end of that match. I'm going to signal to the timekeeper, ring the bell, and it's going to be over, and it's going to be on my hands. Now, now go ahead. Go i got to ask you a question. Go ahead. Now, just as you said, you've had your history with Storm. More recently, you've had your history with TJ. Right. I've got to ask you the question. Can you actually call this match down the middle? TJ put me on the spot and asked me the same thing. Actually, he didn't ask me. He basically threatened me and demanded me. You, you know, because I've had history with both guys, and because I my main concern here is the EWA country, is EWA pro wrestling, that gives me the motivation to call this right down the middle. Now, granted, there's not going to be a lot of rules in this match because it's a steel cage match. 
It's an Iron Man match. You know, we can't have countouts. We can't have disqualifications in the sense of if there's a weapon brought in the ring and it's used, it can be used. My main focus here is to count the shoulders for a three count. And if, you're, if the shoulders are down, I'm going to count it. If Storm's shoulders are down, if TJ's shoulders are down, yes, I can call this right down the middle. Will, now this 30 minutes is a long time. Um, if you've never been in a professional wrestling match, or you, if you've watched a professional wrestling match on TV, most of them go 10, 15 minutes. Some go a little bit longer. Uh, Iron Man matches usually go an hour. We put this down to 30 because if we give an entire hour to these two, they're going to kill each other. <laughs> um, 30 minutes might do it, but after 30 minutes, we're going to know. These two have had matches, 20, 30 minutes, different style matches, different types of matches. We put a time limit on it. We tell these guys, you've got 30 minutes. You've got 30 minutes to do whatever you want to each other. And me, being the referee, we've got some great referees in EWA Pro Wrestling. If I'm in there, I have an investment in both of these, both of these guys finishing this. Because if they finish their issues with each other, then maybe both of them will have their issues finished with me. You know how on the podcast uh, we were supposed to have Storm Cruise 16. Apollo Cruise showed up on time, scheduled as early. Desert Storm showed up on his own. You know, he came in on his own time. And, and granted, it wasn't a bad interview. There was no attack or anything like that. It was a great talk. Great interview. Great conversation. Um, but I want to get back what I had. There's, there's so many quote-unquote heels, villains in this company and in the professional wrestling business. There's so many people that are doing so many bad things. I want to see these guys come back to square one. I want to see the patriotic Desert Storm you know, come back. It's all about his country. It's all about his company. Uh, I want to see TJ Sykes, the guy who had the heart to help me out when I first came in the door. The guy who had the heart to help all these guys out and train all these guys and make all this different positive motivation. I want to see him take himself away from that group that he has been involved in. And we're seeing it implode from the inside. Can I call it a long-winded answer? This has got me nervous. It's got me hot. Can I call this down the middle? Yes, I can. Will I call this down the middle? Yes, I can. A lot can happen in 30 minutes. There you go. You've heard it. So what I want to get to now is you talk about getting back to square one. And that's what I want to talk about. TJ, we we heard him talk about uh, being at square one. We had him on the podcast when he was at square one. That nice, That nice guy, that company guy, so to speak. Um, And he talks about, you know, EWA country kind of turning and kind of laying those seeds, and suddenly he starts feeling different. What do you really think causes attitude change? Where is this coming from? You know, and I did ask him that, you know, during the uh, the interview as well. Was it the fact that he felt like he was being passed over by the fans? Because I, th- that's one part of that interview, you know, where when he came in and I conducted an interview with him in the ring after he had a, a fantastic match, um... You know, but the fans were all over, you know, Joey Badami and, you know, yay Joey Badami and everything like that. Yay everybody else, but not TJ. And there were a couple of fans, he glorified, he, he made this sound worse than it really was. There were a couple of fans that were booing him. And because they were kids, you know, they, they booed him a little bit more. And then, of course, you know, one kid hears one thing, another kid wants to do the same thing. So, but if you come to an EWA pro wrestling event, if you come to any professional wrestling event, you pay your money or your parents pay your money for you, whatever it is. You can boo, you can cheer, you can do whatever you want. TJ took that personally. I think that's where this started to get into his head. And then other people, when we're talking about how TJ, you know, got thrown out of the building, got sent to jail that one night um, because of what happened between him and Desert Storm, 
ultimately it wasn't Jim Christian or, or, or anybody else that uh, bailed him out. It was supremacy is what he said on there. So those were the seeds that were starting to lay into him. The wrong people at the right time. I think he said something like that. <clears throat> and those are the seeds that were planted in TJ to kind of get the wheels rolling in the wrong direction. And it didn't take him very long to bust out completely and get into the wrong direction. It was It's that influence, man. It's that outside influence. So you don't give him a pass. So I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. You don't think he's justified in his switching attitude, considering that the fans started turning on him, that the people that he thought had his back didn't really have his back. You don't think that he's justified in taking the attitude that he has now? I don't think he's doing it in the right way. I think he has every right to be questioning things. I had. I think he has every right to be even a little bit upset of what's going on. But to take the path that he has taken to join the group that he has joined and to do the things that he has done, I, I don't think he's doing it in the right way. You know, can't you know? Is it going to be frustrating? He said, you know, he won the Evolution Battle Royal. He won the uh, EWA Heavyweight Championship. You know, first Grand Slam champion ever in EWA Pro Wrestling history. Won all the titles. So he's made it to that pinnacle. He's made it to that mountaintop. Now somebody wanted to, you know, a little piece of it. Joey Badami, who is, uh, we're going to talk about that. He's our, you know, the star that's up on the rise, up on the coming, and. He wants to get there. You know, he has an Evolution contract now, so he won part of the Evolution Battle Royal at World War Z. He wants that EWA Heavyweight Championship. He wants to be the man to, you know, fight for that Grand Slam champion. And there's a lot of people that want to fight up, but Joey Badami's in that spot now. And TJ, and this is my opinion, TJ felt threatened by this. As he felt threatened by this, and as he started to kind of go off the deep end with things that he he and Desert Storm were doing during their feud, Supremacy stepped in, and they saw an opportunity, and they were like, you know, this guy's the, the big name in the company. This guy's been the biggest name in the company for a couple of years. If we can latch on to his coattails, we can ride in. We can be the biggest thing in the company. So now you got the Dark Horses. You got... Hashtag Pat Anthony, the current EWA heavyweight champion and his social media ambassador, Violet. You got the show, Mr. Jones, who we talked to as well. Now you got all these guys that are latched on to the biggest name in the company, but now it's starting to, because those guys, you know, Dark Horses are starting to get more recognition with the tag team championship picture. You know, hashtag Pat Anthony now has the heavyweight championship. They don't need TJ anymore. You see where I'm going with this? They might not need TJ anymore. So they start imploding from the inside, which we've seen at Evolution, which we've seen at Last Rights, and I think we're going to see it at the cage. Whatever doesn't finish between Sykes and Storm in the cage is going to be finished elsewise, I believe. Supremacy is going down, and that's why I support this. Now, we talked to Mr. Jones, and we, and we, and we heard the interview with TJ. We did. None of them seem as though they believe that the supremacy is imploding. We've been saying that, but they don't see it. Why don't you think they say it? Are they ignoring it? Are they just trying to cover it up just so that they hope that it, they continue with their strength and numbers? What is it? Why do you? When you get that, that sense of power, you get that sense of control, you don't want to let that go. It makes you feel you know, very big, very powerful, individually and together. So... We can see it. EWA country can see it. If you look at EWA pro wrestling, if you watch, you know, when Pat Anthony, hashtag Pat Anthony, won the title, TJ did not like it at all. And you've seen it last rights, you know, there was a match between Desert Storm and hashtag Pat Anthony, and TJ ended up attacking both of them. You know, he wasn't just satisfied with one, he had to attack both. And then at the end of last rights, you know, as um, 
TJ Sykes was in a casket match with Brutal Bob Evans. Uh, casket opened later in the match, and Desert Storm popped out. So, and Desert Storm took care of TJ. So, I think that they don't want to see it happening. I don't think they want to see the implosion. Because as we, as EWA countries, see this implosion, we're capitalizing on it. That's why Desert Storm was in that casket. That's why they asked me to be the referee for this match. They want EWA country taken back over where Supremacy has done what they have been doing. So we can get back to the business of professional wrestling. We can get back to the business of telling great stories, having great characters. I don't think Supremacy wants to admit it. Because once you admit that you're losing that power, then not only were you going to crumble from the inside, you're, you're going to crumble yourself. So they know they got to understand that this can't last forever. This can't be something where they continue to build and build and build. EWA country going to continue to build and build and build. We got more eyes and ears on the product than ever. And we're going to have people, you know, they, they were talking about TJ getting booed before he's getting booed now, big time. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think, that this is one small step towards them imploding. Do they want to believe it? Probably not. But is it going to happen? I believe it will. All right. I believe it will. So here's some yes or no questions. I'm going off the cuff here. We're, we're getting in speculation land. Speculation. Um, yeah. So TJ uh, gets the title back um, that hashtag Pat Anthony currently holds. Does the supremacy go back to normal? No. All right. I, I And I'm going to clarify that by, with hashtag Pat Anthony, he's got to take a run at the title, and he's got to take a run at people uh, other than TJ. Could uh, hashtag Pat Anthony, uh, Pat Anthony and TJ Sykes happen down the road? Sure, it could. I actually hope it does. I hope to see it. Because you, you put two guys in a ring, and you let them settle their differences or whatever it is in the ring. Maybe they come out better than they do. Maybe they don't. Um, but I don't think it can be a good thing when the internal fighting of that type of group happens so and i don't even know if tj's gonna have an opportunity to get the title back so uh i'm sure he hopes he does i'm sure but right now it's a family thing supremacy has the title so everything is good i don't believe that also nah, the answer is no long-winded no all right so uh as you said they believe it's a family thing um tj he seems to be the one that feels the most threatened is there a supremacy without tj Sykes? no um hashtag pat anthony is the champion he can be a leader um, but more so than that, I think, again, they all tagged onto this because TJ was, is that superstar, you know what I mean? Um, but once TJ is uh, out of the supremacy, separates himself from the supremacy, whatever happens there, I think the other ones kind of are in the, I would say, just kind of in the dark. Like, what do we do now? You know, right. do we stay friends? Do we stay supremacy? Uh, you know, do we have that end-all be... Can hashtag Pan Anthony be that end-all be-all leader? Does he want to be that end-all be-all leader? You know, does he want that supremacy? Does he want the top spot in supremacy? Maybe, maybe not. Do the Dark Horses and uh, Violet and Mr. Jones, do they want to follow in, you know, somebody like hashtag Pan Anthony or somebody else taking the reins? I don't think so. I think, and I think this is where this cage match is going to come down to it. Um, this cage match between Sykes and Storm. One last dance. Because I think it's going to get beaten out of him. Like, he was wondering about the fans. That One of the things about the fans booing him, he's going to miss that. But he's going to understand that if he puts on the performance that I know he can in this match, the fans are going to see that performance. What you know, Because he's in the cage. He's only got Desert Storm to deal with. That's it. No supremacy. No nothing. The, the, you know, the cage is locked. It's a 15-foot high steel cage all around. We got EWA Country watching out for supremacy. So, will he even be the leader of Supremacy once this cage match is over? 
Maybe not. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Go say no. All right. I like these questions. Yeah. Bring them on. <laughs> I'm getting excited now. I'm getting yeah. hot. So, I'm pumped about this match. So, um, another question. We talked about uh, the fans and how they pretty much turned them and they're booing them. And with good reason. With good reason. Can TJ get the fans back? There, here's where I'm going to say yes. TJ's got the heart somewhere deep in there. He's got the mind for this business. If he... If the light bulb turns on, and granted, this is going to take a lot, and it's going to take 30 minutes of Desert Storm beating out of him, uh, including all, you know the EWA country, you know whatever's getting behind him. Can he get the fans behind him? I think he can, because he's done it before. He's done it in several different places, several different states, different several different companies. He can do it here again. All he's got to do is see the light, and maybe it's going to be Desert Storm that's going to beat that light right out of him, and then TJ come back and be like, "Look, supremacy, that wasn't my deal. Supremacy." Came out of a lot of you know confusion, a lot of anger. I, I did the wrong thing at the wrong time. Maybe he'll be apologetic. Maybe he won't be. I don't know, but I think he can do it. It'll take time. But here, here's what I think. I think if he comes back and backs the right horse, people like Joey Badami. I'm gonna keep bringing his name up because you know he, you know he almost won the Sweet 16 tournament this past year. He won an Evolution contract. Uh, Joey Badami is a uh, young, impressionable. Uh, very hardworking mind in the business, and I, I see him. He's got his own flair. He's got his own, you know. He he is a cut and dry professional wrestler. He loves the business. He is the business. You know, he can do what he wants to do. He showed a little bit of his personality when he shaved his head into a mo- mohawk for the end of the uh, Sweet Sixteen tournament this year, and he could do that again. So you know how Finn Balor. Finn Balor has the demon inside of him. He normally comes out, he's like a normal, clean-cut dude, but he has the demon that can be brought out. Joey Badami has his own internal, I want to say demon, because it's not a bad thing. He can do that. TJ, his demon is showing right now. TJ can pull out of that. TJ, he can be saved. I'm not going to be the one that saves him, but hopefully I can help. So you're telling me that a man, and we're going to talk about Ray C. Hawkins here. Yeah. That a man that kicks a handicapped man in the face, he can be saved? It's going to be tough, but yes. I think he can. I think he can. I've got hope. So when TJ was here, he showed up. He knew security was going to be here. And let's just he, say he doesn't show remorse for doing that. You know, he what, might. He might the, not show. What's, what's the line that he used? He was in the uh, wrong, uh, right place. Right place at the wrong time. Yeah. So he felt, with the state of mind that he was in at the time, that that was the right thing. You could even see when he did it. When he was, you know, he was taunting Racy Hawkins in the chair after he kicked him. There was like this state of shunned silence, like. Everybody, there was like a, a scream and that, a blood-curdling scream by everybody, and then it was just sh- silence. TJ just stood there. Dark horses were the ones that had to drag TJ out of it. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, um, drag Racy Hawkins out of the chair and out of the ring. TJ just kind of stood there. Maybe that was that instantaneous, I just, you know, messed up. But he just went right along because he was in the supremacy. He was in the moment. Um, does he have remorse? He may never say it. He might not say it right now, but I think he... I think he does. He, he thinks of it as a business decision. You know, he thinks of it as he... Like he said, he had nothing personal against Ray C. Hawkins. He even said it in the interview that I just had. He had it was nothing personal. It was wrong place, right time. So, he feels like he is just a victim of circumstance, if you will. I'm glad you have a little hope for him. It's hard for me to have I'm that. a glass half full kind of guy. I yeah. mean... Uh, I'm, I'm glad you can have that for him. It's hard for me when you start parading around t-shirts... That show you super kicking Ray C. Hawkins. And, and I, I 
agree. That's terrible. But again, that's business. You know, that's merchandise. That's part of this professional wrestling business. Somebody comes up with that T-shirt, you know, and it was a it was a member of the EWA country, honestly, who came up with that T-shirt, and uh, one of them it fell to the supremacy side, and then showed it to supremacy, and supremacy loved it, and supremacy jumped right on it. It's a business decision. It's a family thing. But once that business crumbles, once that business falls to the side, once that family, that teamwork falls to the side. They all gotta, they're all going to end up going their separate ways. And TJ, when he goes his separate way, he's going to find out that he enjoyed you know, the fans, EWA country, and he's going to want that back. Right. Well, let's talk about our last question here. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about business. Business. Um, and this is not business. This is personal. We're going back to TJ Sykes, Desert Storm, in this <clears throat> cage. One last dance. One last dance. Iron Man match. Yeah. I can't believe it. Um, this is you, Dirty Mike, asking your opinion. Who gets the one, two, three here? Well, several of them are going to get the one, two, three because it's an Iron Man match, so we're going to see a lot Who of falls. Who gets that final? So, who's going to win? Okay, I, I've had some time to think about this since I was asked to be the referee, and then since TJ and I talked about it, since you and I talked about it, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right down the middle. At the end of 30 minutes, my feeling is that Desert Storm has the most amount of falls, and this is why. I don't think TJ, I think he's going to get so emotionally involved in this thing that he is going to end up touching me somewhere during that. And if you touch a referee, if you touch an official, this is pro wrestling one-on-one, if you touch an official, you're going to get disqualified. I can't stop the match. But, uh, you know, the match has to go 30 minutes, come hell or high water. I can't stop the match, but I can can serve a fall against TJ. The more he does that, he's going to have to understand he's going to get fall after fall after fall against him. I have no doubt. I mean, it's been... Sort of 50-50. These guys have had wars for about two years or so, you know. And the last time we talked about this, TJ Sykes won the battle. He won the championship, but he didn't win the war because he didn't feel like he was not the one that made Desert Storm say, I quit. Um, I think at the end of this thing, just because of how volatile TJ is in his mind right now, I don't think he'll be able to hold back about as far as attacking me as an official. Uh, there's too much personal history, too much professional history. I'm not going to touch him. Uh, if I have to separate him or if I have to do something, I'm going to do my job. I'm not going to punch. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. But I, I believe full, full-fledged that Desert Storm is going to come out on top on this one. One last dance, Desert Storm's got to win. There we go. Desert Storm. What do you think? Who do you, you, you've seen uh, a little bit of this from now beginning to end, now being in a part of uh, EWA Pro Wrestling, hearing all these stories, talking to all these guys, you know, what, what would you like to see happen as a fan, as, as the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast moderator, as a fan, what uh, would you like to see? Well, you've already, from day one, you already know I've been a fan of Desert Storm. I, I know. Th- I think that Desert Storm's going to, going to take the win here. Uh, a couple reasons. Number one, let's talk about TJ, since we've been talking about him with this interview, um, as I said before, he's he's unhinged. We we talked about uh, the supremacy imploding from the inside. That's got to be weighing on him mentally, right? Can he be all there for the fight? We don't know, right? Uh, number two, uh, uh, Desert Storm is going to take it because TJ's going to touch you. He can't. I, he was already See, poking you, you here in the building, so we already know that uh, that he he's he's going to touch you. He deserves to get that disqualification for touching the ref. Um, he doesn't belong putting his hands on you. Uh, Desert Storm is going to come out on top here. Um, we we know that the All Nighter Party fighter was kidnapped. It was sent to Desert Storm. Desert Storm is pissed off. Yeah, he's going to come in there angry, looking for blood, and that's what he's going to get. He's been he's been getting pushed about this whole thing, you know, because TJ's been 
trying to get this match and trying to get this match. And again, this is a part of business. You know, that, that kidnapping of uh, JT Moore, which again, I hope JT's all right wherever he is. I believe that this is all a ploy to get what he wants. And at this point, what he wants is Desert Storm in the cage, and he's got it at this point. It's been, it's been announced. It's been advertised. It's going to happen. So I agree with you. Uh, I don't think TJ can't touch me. Now, me having just, you know, I'm the referee. I understand these two have their issues, personal, professional, but I'm glad that, you know, EWA country, EWA officials have put so much faith in me that I can get in there and I can be the one that helps settle this thing once and for all. Like you said earlier, I've been attacked by a knife, by supremacy, including TJ. I have been kicked by TJ for doing my job, basically, is what it is. Now I'm going to be doing my job again. You were threatened. In the mansion. I was threatened in the mansion. He showed up on his own time. He showed up, you know, and I was willing to let him in. If he wanted to talk, let's talk. But he started to get rowdy. He started to touch me. Like, no, get out. You know, security escorted him out. Now, there's going to be nowhere to run, nowhere to hide in a steel cage. Every match is going to be in a steel cage. And we're going to talk about that in early January. We're going to talk about Rage in a Cage. Um, January 21st, Saturday, Tall Cedars Hall, Parkville, Maryland. Uh, tickets on sale right now at EWAMaryland.com. i got to get that in, of course. Um, I think this is going to be one of the biggest events ever. We're going to settle so many different things that night, every match in a steel cage. First ever Iron Man cage First match. First ever in Maryland. Yeah, and, and not that I've ever seen anywhere else. I've, ne- I've seen cage matches. I've seen Iron Man matches. I've never seen them put together. EWA Pro Wrestling likes to shake it up and do things original. We've got the first ever inside-out cage match, which Desert Storm was a part of. Um, two guys fight inside, two guys fight outside. And the, the idea is to meet your partner and be able to tag your partner. And once you do meet, meet your partner, that's the end of the match. You win. That's a great concept. That's a great concept. We got the ladder cage match, you know, where we put the, uh, the strap, you know, the, the cruiserweight championship up in the middle, and then you got to get a ladder in a cage, ladder cage match. Who comes up with it? We do. EWA Pro Wrestling. I'm so proud to be a part of this, and I'm proud to be in that cage match in one of these, these big headline matches. Um, I'm not usually a referee. I can do it if, if called upon, so, I, you know, it's going to be a rough night. I do not have any inclination that I will not come out of that unscathed. Something's going to happen. I'm going to get hurt. <laughs> well, at least you're prepared for I'm it. I'm prepared. I, and I'm ready because I want the end-all, be-all to this to be Desert Storm closing the book on this chapter between Sykes and Storm. I want Desert Storm to be part of the nail in the coffin of supremacy, and I want that to end. So I know you're going to be there, Big Ugly. I'm going to be there. So this is Rage in a Cage. Tell them the date one more time because I can't remember a date to save my life. Even though I just said it three times. Even though. But I know because there's flyers out there. It is Saturday, January 21st, Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. Tickets are on sale right now at EWAMaryland.com. We got $15 ringside, which have gone very, very fast. There's just a few left. Uh, $12 general admission. We're going to pack that place it's one of our biggest shows of the year. Uh, EWAMaryland.com. Check us out, EWA Pro Wrestling on Facebook, EWA Maryland on Instagram, EWA Maryland on Twitter. Um, and you know what? I'm just really excited. We're going to come back with a full Rage in the Cage podcast on Dirty Ugly Wrestling uh, to begin 2017. But what we should do, Big Ugly, is we should take a break, and then we should come back and wrap up our year because this is our podcast, and this is the first year we've been doing it. Has such a great time doing this with you. We should wrap up our podcast, Dirty Ugly Wrestling, and we should talk about that when we come back. What do you Let's think? Let's wrap about it that? up right after this break. Right after this break. It's 
This is Dirty Mike, a.k.a. Mikey D, the voice of Maryland, and I'd like to invite you to the Pain Factory EWA Pro Wrestling Training Facility, 1113 North Point Road in Dundalk, Maryland, for free tryouts to be in the pro wrestling business. We also have pro wrestling birthday parties for all ages. For all that and more EWA Pro Wrestling info, contact us at 443-858-2755. Find us, like us, follow us, and join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and EWAMaryland.com. We are back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And we are going to wrap up this year of 2016. What a year it has been, Big it's, Ugly. It's been a great year. This is, uh, hey, our first year. <laughs> it's our first year in the podcast yeah, world. When did we start? Back in March, April? Shortly after I came back from WrestleMania. Okay, um, yeah. So it was March or April, right, yeah, WrestleMania I, this year. Yeah, very first episode was WrestleMania Review. You talked a lot about what the experience was out there in Dallas. Dallas, Texas. Biggest crowd ever. 101,000 people, and I was a part of that. Yeah. That was crazy. Um, yeah, and we had a good time talking about that, and you know, I was able to go to the NXT events and the Hall of Fame and all kinds of good stuff. It was fun. I mean, it was just fun. You got to announce. I got to be in uh, as uh, during the Access and yeah. uh, you know WWE WrestleMania Access. I got to uh, kind of go behind the scenes and I got to be uh, have a WWE microphone in my hand and sort of do a little do a little work for them and that was fun too. You know, I got to pump up the crowd a little bit and you got a Mikey D chant, man. <clears throat> I did Don't get be a Mikey D chant. It. The WWE crowd gave you a Mikey D chat, man. It's it's cool because I, at that point I've been in the, the pro wrestling business myself for several years, and there's a lot of people coming from a lot of different places. And you know, one person or a couple people realize who I am, and of course, if and as we were talking about this earlier, you know, somebody gets a chant going, other people want to chant it. They might not know what they're chanting, <laughs> but they know what they're doing. And I got a Mikey D chant, and I heard it, and I was like, man, this is this is tight. That's great, man. <laughs> I did tell him my name was Mikey D, but I, you know, a couple people in the crowd knew who I was. Um, just being in the pro wrestling business, and that was a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. So WWE definitely likes to reach out and let people get opportunities, especially at WrestleMania access. You know, there's so much going on day, you know, day and night. Um, so it was really cool. I had a good time doing that, and that was our first podcast. And we had a couple of guests, and we uh, had these archived episodes that called the Lost Episodes now. Hopefully we'll be able to find them and put them on these platforms somewhere. But we did have Desert Storm. So this is when you like Desert Storm. Yeah. Uh, but this is when still he was still, still kidnapping women and, <laughs> you know, putting them on hold at the, uh, the EWA Pain Factory Training School. We also had a great conversation with TJ Sykes. Um, you know, he was one of the ones that, one yeah, let early me, guests. Right, yeah. very early guests. Before before Supremacy, before all this happened, he was like, you know, let's uh, let's get your podcast over. I want to get you guys, you know, some recognition. I can do that. I can I can help get you guys over. And and I want to I want to, you know, do this for you, not for me. I want to do this for you. And this is on your platform. So I was like, okay. And we did it. And we did it. Yeah. So a great guest. He was a great yeah. guest. He had a great great yeah. conversation. Hopefully we can find these and try to put these up. Um, but you know, we've had so many conversations about WWE, all the different pay-per-views, you know, breaking them down. NXT, all the different uh, network specials, breaking them down. You know, we talked about TNA, and there's a whole lot of business going there. And I'm sure at the beginning of 2017, we're going to have a lot to talk about TNA. Um, you know, we talked about Lucha Underground. We talked about Ring of Honor. We talked about UFC. We're both UFC fans. Absolutely, you man. Know? And we had some great UFC 
conversations this year. Oh, man. And that's great. So, and it's Dirty Ugly Wrestling. We can talk about anything. We get ideas from people. Dirty Ugly Wrestling. Wrestling. We even we talked talk about, about politics, it. man. We did. We talked about politics. WWE Hall of Famers in the White House. And uh, now, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, the WWE Hall of Famer hired Linda McMahon. <laughs> To work in his cabinet. Can you believe that? Is that a rib? No. No, no. <laughs> that is not a rib. That is legit. Unless this, this is the biggest rib that I've ever heard of. That is absolutely legit. Next thing I see is Vince. Vince will be in the, in the White House. Oh, man. You know, uh, we've got to talk about this, too. In the beginning of 2017, the, the new Celebrity Apprentice will continue to be going on. But you know who's running it now? Who? Arnold. Arnold, Arnold is running the Arnold <laughs> is running the celebrity apprentice in the in the ah, yeah, yeah. It's not a tumor. He's running it. He's gonna say you're fired. Get the f- out. So can, I can, I don't believe this because I was watching something uh, on NBC and I saw that they were giving us a you know and then John Lovis is gonna be on there. Uh, you know there's there's a whole cast of characters, but Arnold. Arnold, and they're running it from L.A. They're not running it from New York City. That's awesome. Oh, man. So I'm kind of interested to see where that's going to go. But uh, Donald Trump, man, you know, it is what it is. got to give him a chance. He's going to be running the company regardless. Yeah. uh, The company. The country. He's Um, a company guy. He's a company guy. (laughs) So we talk politics, man. We got our our own logo out there, Dirty Ugly Wrestling, with the headphones on that. That's pretty cool. Yes. We got to get T-shirts out there. That's our next thing. We're going to hit up some merchandise. And we got to have our catchphrase on our there, which we phrase. have not used in a while. We haven't said it, man. We've been slipping. We got to use this every phrase. time. Yeah. I know because we're not right. We're not wrong. We're, we're just, just fans. fans, and that's a great podcast. Even Apollo Cruz, you know, he even said, you know, we yeah. got to get that marketing. Yeah. We got to get that T-shirt. So, um, you know, and we and we've had Apollo Cruz on our podcast before, and that's still to this day. We've had some podcasts try to rival this, but the one initial one with Apollo Cruz still one of the highest uh, listening podcasts. And that was even before iTunes. That was way before. We yeah. was only on one platform. Yeah. It was crazy. And uh, Apollo Cruz was on there. And that's the other thing is that we've uh, traveled across different platforms now. We've expanded. Uh, we started off on SoundCloud. You guys were coming out and supporting us on SoundCloud. Thanks to our followers on there. But now we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, and we're on TuneIn Radio. TuneIn Radio. Yeah, so we're on all of those platforms. Um, of course, biggest being iTunes out there. That's huge. And, um, you know, we just want people to continue subscribing, continue downloading the podcast. Is there a like button? I don't care. Just, I just think there's one. a like button. Yeah. There's, a, there's a like button. There's a subscribe button. There's a follow button. Hit all of it. Hit all of it on yeah. any platform that you want. Whatever's the easiest for you to listen to at work, to and from work, at home, whatever the case may be, on your mobile devices. You know, because the more listeners that we have, the better it's going to be for you. The more things that we're going to hear about, the more things that we're going to talk about, and the more guests that we're going to have. Let's yeah. talk about that. Um, we've had uh, – I'm just going to go through the short list now. Um, we have had – Excuse me. Um, you know, hashtag Pat Anthony. Mm-hmm. We've had Jason Drake. Mm-hmm. We've had Miss Rizzo. All EWA Pro Wrestling. A lot of the EWA Pro Jason Wrestling. Jason Drake twice. Yeah. Jason Drake twice. That's right. We've had the legendary super cruiserweight, Wes Mercer. We've been invaded by supremacy. You believe that? Like, you know, not in your TJ wrote in. He didn't. But we got invaded by the rest of supremacy. You know, we've also had the gun show. You remember the gun I show. I remember the gun show. God. And, and I think 2017 is going to be their year. Um, I miss, uh, I, miss, I had a great conversation, still talking about the drop sets with cheesesteaks and all that kind of stuff. 
Love that one. Uh, we gotta we, get them back on, man. We do, and that's gonna be one of them we can do in 2017. Because yeah. I want to, I want to get them back on as well. Yeah. Maybe get them to visit the mansion. Get them to visit the mansion. They can give us more fitness advice. Right. Yeah. Let us know where, yeah. where their careers have gone since then and where their careers are going to go. Because I know they branched out to a couple of different organizations, and they're, of course, still affiliated with EWA Pro Wrestling. So that's great. We've had the weight of the world, Corey Bush. Again, another man who works on his own time, so I was able to have that conversation. But uh, Corey Bush is a character, man. Yeah. <laughs> he is a character. Um, we've had that. We had Storm Cruise, 16, on Storm around Cruise. that, pol- around that uh, election around that election time. season. Unbelievable. They were so close. They were close, you know. I and uh, and Storm even said he wasn't able to. He wouldn't have been able to win anyway because of the age or whatever. But you know that might happen. Storm Cruise twenty twenty is already in effect. Yeah. So <laughs> it's already happened. We had to show Mister Jones, who uh, again somebody I see potential in. We invited him onto the podcast. He had a great conversation. Hopefully, there's more for him in the future. The all nighter party fighter, JT Moore. God bless him, hopefully. Hashtag find the all-nighter party fighter. Hashtag, that's right. And we did have hashtag Pat Anthony also, um, not only before, but in the mansion, um, shortly before he won the EWA Heavyweight Championship. Um, So we had hashtag Pat Anthony. Trending now worldwide, and it was, uh, on all social media platforms. Of course, we had the... uh, you know, the conversation about Ray C. Hawkins, you know, I got a couple of sound bites from him. We did have, uh, you know, a couple of other sound bites from some other people. But, I mean, that is, that's a short list. I mean, I'm sure there's people that we're missing. Because um, we've had uh, Rayburn. You know, yeah, the, we the did have Rayburn. The debut yeah. of Rayburn on here. I, you know, and I, I apologize if we're missing anybody. But we had Rayburn on the podcast. Rayburn was a great guy. Uh, and he is a great guy. And he's going to get a lot of opportunities coming up. Uh, what else have we, I mean, what am I missing here? I feel like you mostly covered everybody, didn't we? I'm, I'm hoping. I feel like we did, if, yeah. if we're missing somebody, I mean, we want to get people on, like, you know, Simon Rhyme is a great talent. We want to get uh, the Hamden Hammer Bill Ward. We want to get yeah. Joey Badami. Definitely. We got to get Joey Badami. Got to get man. Joey. We talk, we talk about, about him. him a lot. Yeah. All the time. We got to get Joey Badami on the podcast. You know, we got to get in there and, and talk to whomever we can. But, you know, we were talking about this offline. Um, we... We are very uh, prone to EWA Pro Wrestling, but this is a podcast about anything. We're not right, we're not wrong, we're just fans. You know, so we I've got uh, independent photographers that want to uh, get onto our podcast and talk about that. So, you know, we've got a lot of photographers like Big League Photography or Wrestling in Maryland, you know, talking to those guys. You know, uh, Lotus Leaf Photography is another one that wants to talk to us. You know, we want to get people on. We want to get people on talking about merchandising, T-shirts, things like that. We want to talk about... Uh, UFC, uh, whatever it else might be. You know, you talk to us about it and we'll make it dirty and ugly. Yeah. The, the thing I like about this podcast is that, you know, we're, we're not exclusive. We're not just talking about the big league. We're also talking about independent promotions. We're talking about WWE. We talk about TNA. We talk about UFC. Right. You know, we're just hitting everything, man. And we just want, we want to talk to the fans. We want to talk to the wrestlers. We want to talk to the merchandisers, the photographers. <laughs> You know, anybody that we can talk to, man. And, yeah, and, and we're going to stretch that out. Myself and the Big Ugly, we're going to stretch that out. We're going to – invitations. If you want to talk to us, if you want to be on our podcast, hit us up. You know, send us a private message. Put us a comment on Facebook. You know, we have Dirty Ugly Wrestling on Facebook. That's a, that's a great way to do it. Also, DirtyUglyWrestling at gmail.com. Um, you know, send us an email. Send us a private message. If you want to be on, you got something to talk about, hit us up. We do this about, what, every two weeks? Every two weeks, man. Every two weeks. And, uh, you know, we, we have a blast doing it. This has okay. been fun, man. This has been a fun year, man. We're going to keep going. 2017 is our year, too. That's it's our year. It's a gun show's year, and it's our year. 
<laughs> I like that. And I think that's going to be the year of EWA Pro Wrestling as well. I think Supremacy's going down. I think we're going to see new stars and new new uh, factions coming up. Uh, we're going to get back to the business of professional wrestling. It's going to be fantastic. Um, you know, and I, I'm glad we have uh, come together here at the mansion. Next year, Nikolai Volkov comes on. Nikolai Volkov. You know, he's local. He's in the area. Hi, horse, fearless fiend. We, yeah, we got to get Nikolai Volkov, WWE Hall of Famer. You know who else lives in the area? Who's that? Whose family? Stacy Keebler. You remember her? Yeah. Uh, Stacy Keebler. Dude, can any wrestling fan forget Stacy Keebler? <laughs> I was just watching an episode of How I Met Your Mother, and Stacy Keebler was I on keep, that episode. Yeah, I keep forgetting she's from the Baltimore area. She is. And she went to, uh, I, I went to a high school, and she went to a high school like right down the road from me. So actually, I knew her when she was a freshman and I was a senior. And um, so I I know Stacy Keebler in that aspect, and I know her family too. So I'm going to try to hook her up and Man, see if I can get her on hey, the podcast. Hey, that would be awesome. We can't have Desert Storm near here knowing we, when we're we going to do yeah, that no. because she falls into a genre yeah. that Desert Storm would be like, I don't know if we'd ever see Stacey Keebler again. Yeah. But um, that's just it's just some ideas. You know, we got people that are in the area. Nikolai Volkov, Stacey Keebler. Um, we've, got, we've got, I've worked with so many people in independent professional wrestling and, and so many people in so many different companies. I'm going to just spread the word. Eli like, Drake, man. We got to get him e- on here. He's, he's from Hagerstown, Drake. Maryland. He's a Maryland guy. We got to get him on. And I would think. In TNA right and now. I, he's in TNA right now, and hopefully TNA, you know, finds some safe light, and, and hopefully they can, you know, do a better business in 2017. <clears throat> I want to talk about something else that going on. I want Eli Drake. I want him to bring his button. It, it is, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Dummy, yeah, I want him to bring the button on there, and he can do it all day long because he's Eli Drake. Um, and, you know, we also talked to um, uh, one of our, uh, you know, the show Mr. Jones, Supremacy, but he talked about Jade, Jade from TNA, uh, one of the TNA knockouts. And yeah. you know, that's another one that we could possibly get on the podcast. You know, all these, yeah. you want a platform to talk about professional wrestling, to talk about your, you know, professional wrestling, you know, your character, your gimmick, whatever you want to talk about. Come on, give us a call. You know, give us a call. Um, maybe not a call because we, we don't. We're not going to put the phone number on the air. But um, hit us messages up on all these things. Send us emails. Let us know who you are and what you'd like to do, and let, we'll get you on that podcast. We'll work in. We're, we're working. In. If we, we like got, talking to people, we man. do like talking to people. So there's fifty. So that we do it twice a year. So we're going to do twenty six podcasts next year. That's the goal because there's fifty two weeks. We do it twice a week. Twice, uh, twice a month. I'm glad you ain't asked me to do the math. Uh, you know, we both work for the <laughs> yeah. financial industry on on outs, you know, on the real. And uh, we, I, my brain's off, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I want to talk about this. Now, there's a lot of other podcasts out there. And, you know, uh, we podcasts support other podcasts. We always joke about saying, you know, we're not going to promote anybody. But because we're on iTunes now, especially. Hey, that's something that we did all year. We did. We avoided getting sued by Austin. We did. <laughs> Especially because we used all of his catchphrases and gimmicks and everything like that. Um, But, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin has two podcasts out there. There's uh, uh, the Steve Austin Show and the Steve Austin Show Unleashed. He has a lot of great guests. He has a lot of great conversations. We got Chris Jericho. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And I will say this. uh, We're great interviewers. Jericho, great interviewer. I will say that he conducts pretty good interviews. And that's where we, we take a lot of our style from all of these you know good and better podcasts that have been doing it professionally, doing it for a long time. Jericho's one of them. Uh, JR is always a good um, conversationalist. Yeah, the Ross Report. You know, you got that there on um, 
All of these you can find on Podcast One pretty much and on iTunes. Um, there's a couple more that we listen to. Uh, I know now we've started listening to <clears throat> the Bruce Pritchard podcast. Yeah, if anybody hasn't listened yet, it's uh, called Something to Wrestle With yes. with uh, Bruce Pritchard. Yes. A uh, great podcast from a guy that's been in a business since the days of Hogan. I guess. He's been, he was with, what, WWE in like 88, something like in that? In mid-80s, yeah. Mid-80s. All the way until 2008. So he's with WWE for 20 years or more. Um, and also did a stint in TNA as well. For several years. For several right. years. So, I mean, just a wealth of knowledge. And he remembers, like, everything, man. It's right. ridiculous, his memory. He, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things. You know, if you ask him specific numbers, specific details, he's not going to remember to the letter. But he, he has a general recollection of... Uh, everything that went down during that time. I mean, there's conversations about different WrestleManias, conversations about different people, conversations about different storylines and stuff that happened. Uh, you know, we listened to The Ultimate Warrior, The Mega Powers, The Lex Express, um, Brawl for All, Survivor Series, 1990, WrestleMania 7. I mean, TNA. There's a great couple of conversations about TNA Pro yep. Wrestling on there. Um, and here, here's another one. Broken Matt Hardy. Now, this is something he loves talking on podcasts, and he's been on a lot of those podcasts. I know that would be a very, very large stretch to get Broken Matt Hardy on. But, you know, he's an independent professional wrestling guy now as well as working with TNA. So it might cost a little money, but if we can do that and we can raise, you know, raise a little money and, and get you know, Broken Matt Hardy on our podcast, then, ah, yeah, yes, yes. Ah, delete, obsolete. Ah, wonderful. I, I would love to have Broken Matt Hardy on this podcast. That that would be great. Um, if we can raise the money. If we can raise the money. Broken Matt Hardy Because, you know, it. and I understand it's a business, and Matt Hardy, you know, he's got a very marketable gimmick. He has, he's got the best uh, best deal going on in uh, professional wrestling right now. Yeah. And, and God bless him for doing what he needs to be doing, and hopefully TNA can work something out. we just tell him that we're going to get him Maryland fans. See, publicity. He comes on us. We give him publicity. Oh, this is true. I mean, we, we want to give him out because we'll tell him, you know, where, wherever you're booked, Matt, just let us know. Talk about your uh, final deletion or, or your deletion, your pocketipto. You know, talk about whatever you want to do. Talk, you know. Brother and, Nero. Brother Nero. Whatever you want to do, talk about it. And, and King Maxwell. Oh, yes, King Maxwell. And Queen Rebecca. And Senior Benjamin. Yes. And Vanguard One. Yes. Uh, the Hardy Compound. I, I just love that stuff. It's so great. But there's a lot of podcasts out there listening to. You know, Vince Russo's got his own podcast out there. Ric Flair is on a different podcast now. Um, so there's a lot of pro wrestling talk to be had, and we, we are proud to be a part of it. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we're on iTunes. A lot of those podcasts that you're they're on iTunes. We're looking to be the number one wrestling podcast. That, what? That's a goal. That's, that, two, that's, that's a, goal. a goal. That's 2017. Yeah. That's a that's a big goal. So man. if you like us, if you follow us, if you subscribe to us, if you download us, we we get that stuff. So you know we are able to track that, and you know we've had, and even when we were on just on SoundCloud, like you said, there was a lot of people doing partial listens and then full listens to our podcast. So. We want this to happen. Contact us. You know, send us messages. Leave us comments. Send us private messages. Send us emails. Um, and it, it's going to be 2017, the year of dirty, ugly wrestling. That's it, man. That's it. Because we're man. not right. We're not wrong. We're just fans. We are. That's all. And I love that we're fans. So enjoy uh, the holiday season. Whenever you end up listening to this, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, uh, you all know, of that. 
uh, what is it uh, during a Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. Yes. <laughs> Watch the Christmas movies, even if you're not a Christmas fan, because at National Lampoons and Scrooged and Bad Santa and A Christmas Story, you know, you got to watch all that stuff. Got to, man. It's all good stuff. Elf is another oh, good one. I just watched Elf the Elf other week, man. Elf is a man. great movie. Oh, man. Buddy, the Elf, what's your favorite color? Let me tell you what. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, enjoy all that. And we are going to be back in 2017 early in 2017 spread us around and, and what else do we have for the dirty ugly wrestling listeners for this year big ugly uh we have a countdown for them we yeah. have a countdown and it goes a little something like this it goes three, three two, two one deuces, deuces.